Alright everybody, it's finally happened. The Metal Hand of God podcast has finally got an online merch store. It's located at tpublic.com. That's right, tpublic, T-E-E, public.com. Go there, to their website, type in M-H-O-G, and a variety of art designs will pop up where you can put them on t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, Pandemic masks. That's right. We also have pandemic masks. The new fashion accessory for the year 2020 into 2021. We have wall art, notebooks, mugs, pillows, pins, you name it. Hey, you want stickers? Magnets? How about a phone case? That's right. You can get an MHOG phone case just by going to tpublic.com. A variety of sizes and colors, and the quality is Hands down, the best you're going to find. That's right, MHOG Merch Store at tpublic.com. You're part of the family. Might as well really be part of the family and grab yourself an MHOG tea at tpublic.com. Thanks for listening to the MHOG Podcast. And for all your support through the years... We want to see those t-shirts outside, so go to Tee Public. Order your MHOG merch today. TeePublic.com Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and with me, as always, is not the rum guy. Today, we have a very special co-host. He's a one-of-a-kind gentleman that uh, dances the one-legged jig in a jelly bowl of fluid. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Look, no. For the right amount, you can have Jab Leone do that for you. Okay? There you go. Our boy, Josh, a.k.a. Jab Leone, is on the show today as the co-host. What's up, dude? What up, what up, what up? And uh, we have a really awesome guest today, Mr. Brian Zimmerman. What's happening, dude? Hey, man, I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. Hey, so we're going to start this off with you telling the people out there what exactly you do and uh, we'll, 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 to break the ice. Let everybody know why you're here. Okay, well, um, golly, when you ask what I do, I've, I've done a lot of crap. <laughs> Um, but my first and foremost love is puppetry. I'm a puppeteer. Um, I've been doing it for 45 years. Um, I started when I was 10. So, uh, you do the math. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I've pretty much been working in puppetry for that long all over the world. I've traveled all all over and uh, done a lot of different projects. And, um, yeah, I just recently moved back here last february from living in asia for 20 years wow so that's fucking oh cool. shit that, dude yeah of asia. so <clears throat> well i was living in singapore for five years i moved i moved to singapore in 2000 i lived there for five years 
That's weird because, like, since quarantine, I've been singing like I'm poor, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you've been singing like you're poor? Well, no, yeah, I... so, well, yeah, you, I don't think you can live in Singapore if you're poor. It's most one of the most expensive countries in the world. Oh, but shit. anyway, I lived there for five years, and then I moved to uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And I lived there, lived there for 15 years. Dope. And uh, then I moved back here last February, and uh, talking about a mix of culture shock and covid shock <laughs> it's been crazy so 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 are they suffering over there as well or is it just like you know america's just kind of fucked because we're you know americans well uh, that actually it's getting a little worse over there but for a long time it was pretty controlled because first of all in asia lots of people wear masks already that that it's kind of part of their culture they just kind of do like right. in japan and even in Malaysia and Korea and different places, you'll see a lot of people wearing masks just because they just don't want to be breathing your funk, you know? Um, and so when this thing hit, it, it, it was kind of natural to them. So like in Malaysia, where I was, when COVID really became it, because when I moved, okay, when I left, I actually left Malaysia in January and I spent two weeks in Canada and then I came to, back down to the States on the 1st of February. And so when I left, it was just starting. I mean, <clears throat> you know, there were rumors about this crazy flu in China, blah, blah, blah. It hadn't really even gotten into Malaysia that much or anywhere else I'd been. And um, and so when it hit, they, they pretty much got it under control, you know, because the, the government said, look, OK, this thing is getting serious. Everyone wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, you're going to get fined and you can't you can't go beyond 10 miles of your home, you know, only for emergencies like groceries and crap like that. And so they really contained it pretty well, unlike here, because, you know, here you have so many people, I'm not wearing a mask, it's my right not to wear a mask, you know. That's right. So it, it just gets worse. But, um, but yeah, it, uh, it was under control for a long time, and it's just recently started to kind of have its second, it, kind of its second round, you know. Oh, that's the best stuff right there, you know. Let's just keep the bullshit going. But speaking of other countries, um, uh I mean, I, we didn't discuss this or not, uh, but <laughs> I'm actually a DJ, and I, I work in a gentleman's club. Well, there's another DJ I work with saying that out in China, he has a friend that works out there. They have no idea that this is going on. They have no idea, like, America's still in, like, this regression with the... Um, really? Yeah, with the co yeah with COVID. They don't They're have not wearing masks. They, dude, I, I have tons of videos. They don't tons have of videos from this guy. Wait, they don't have television? Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> they, just saying. <laughs> No media blackout, dude. That's what that's like wow. kind of like what happened right before um, before COVID. There was Hong Kong protests. Us Americans didn't really know anything about that, but that was happening right before COVID. No and shit. Were, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't find out until I mean, no. my nerdy no, ass fucking heard some shit. Are you saying your friends saying this is because they have their crap together, or because they're just not letting anybody know about what's going on? I think it's a mixture of both. I think because. It's a because I'll tell you something when you when you're talking about like you know inf um, you know information blackout or whatever it was the term you just used, that's right. that's very real over there. I mean, you can't you can't even they they don't have access to Facebook or YouTube or yeah, WhatsApp wow. or any of that stuff over there. Um, they have their own versions, you know. No shit, so, yeah. that's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. You know, and I, and I was finding that a little. Uh, it was it was kind of odd because. Just recently, um, I was uh, trying to talk to one of our other uh, guys who were on the show. Uh, his name's Mark. He's uh, from the UK. 
and I was sending him uh, something, and it said I couldn't send him that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is this now? Like all of a sudden, yeah. I can't send you know my friend some shit, and he's like, nope, you can't send that. I'm like, okay. It was only on yeah. like only on like messengers and stuff. Like you can't send the uh, because of the rules or whatever the hell's going on with the the quote. I, I got I have air quotes on called freedom of speech thing that we yeah. we got that we're not having anymore. Um, mm-hmm. which by the way, it's going to get worse, especially for guys like us. Um, wait a minute. You said guys like us, and you're trying to send them something. Are you trying to send this dude a titty pic? Yeah. Like, just say it. No, 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 just no, say it. no, no, no. <laughs> it was it, actually it was just a it was just a link. To like one of my uh, to our website for something. He wanted to look up uh, one of the first episodes he was on, which by the oh. way, which by the way was like uh, episode thirty, and uh, this this oh will be God. yeah this will be episode six hundred and fifty six or something like that. So yeah, it, it was a long time ago. Um, but so I was sending him a link to it, and it says you can't send that link to you know to Mark or whatever because of the UK rules and this and that. And I'm going, what the fuck, man. That's well, crazy. Where were you, you were you were trying to send it to him where from where? Just through Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a, but, like but you the were messenger. sending it to him in the UK. Yeah, he lives in the UK, so I was just sending oh, okay. it, you know, via, via that was so like you flagged that message, and I'm like, wow. And then I read recently that um, they are about to um, launch some sort of um, I don't even know what it is, some sort of program that's going to going to go in. Listen to this. This is insane. I, it's probably some kind of uh, conspiracy theory thing, but uh, but on my tinfoil hat right now. Yeah, 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 pretty right. much. But what they're saying is they're launching this this program that's going to go into um, like all these uh, streaming services that do uh, music and podcasts and like news and stuff, and uh-huh. it's going to have an algorithm that pinpoints certain words and what's said. And it pulls the entire episodes and songs off of the list. Oh yeah. So well, YouTube already YouTube already does that. I mean, you well, know, yeah, they, they do. Algorithms they they, they do that with like your content. And, yeah, with like yeah. Um, uh, copyrighted music and things like fucking that. Fucking Facebook, bro. I did a just uh, a Justin Timberlake cover, and five years later they take that bitch down. Five years later, like where the fuck were you? Did you really? Where, where were you? <laughs> Half the goddamn so decade. I never, yeah, I never knew you did one of those. I have to check that out. Where's it at? It's gone now. Well, send it, send it to me. What you want me to do? Fucking I gotta eat. Facebook, like, I, hey, like, like, yo, eat. Zuckberg, can you please send me my video that you took down five fucking years ago? He ain't gonna, it's not gonna fucking do that. <laughs> oh wait, it was just on there. I got it. I thought you recorded it. That's why I was like, oh, you should send me that. It's funny. No, I did one of my my shitty live acoustic shows. You know, oh, like I, I did yeah. back and back. I remember. Years, so. I remember that. I remember when you were doing that. Yeah, it was I, a, it was very depressing times. I did. I felt sorry for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Brian, so yeah, I was I was just gonna say, but back to the China thing, man. Yeah, when I lived in Malaysia, like if I had because I had friends in China, I've been to China a lot of you know many times, and if I wanted to send a friend in China, uh, you know, a video I made on YouTube, whatever, none of that, I couldn't get any of that crap through. Wow, it's like it just—they just block it all, you know. And and you you know you tell them, hey, yeah, check out my Facebook. They're like, oh, sorry, man, what Facebook? What? It's like, what's okay, a, never what's, mind. What's a Facebook? They have WeChat. They use WeChat, man. That's the big thing in China is WeChat. And like they, like from the Nintendo. That's what I'm thinking. No, no. It, it's a it's a it's a program. It's a chat program. It's called WeChat, and they even pay for crap. Like you go there, and some stores you have to pay for things with WeChat. It's like a it's like a what do you call it a money app and a chat wow. app and it does everything, man. 
Wow, they they really. Anyway, I'm sorry. You were you were gonna ask me something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, man. I, I was just trying to get back onto the the line of no. puppets, man. In, interrupt well, me as much as possible. <laughs> Do the same thing to me. That's okay, man. That's okay. No. But, um. Now back to the pup. Back yeah. to the puppet thing. I I was because uh, you you were kind of asking me what I did while I was there. You know, there, there's not a lot going on in Asia with puppets, and I had to create a lot of my own stuff. Um, you know, when I was in Singapore, I hooked up with Disney and started working with them and, and uh, started off kind of um, casting kids for different shows they were doing and stuff. And when they found out I was a puppeteer, they're like, oh, we got this new show we want to do. And so I helped them develop the show and became a puppeteer on the show. We did like 104 episodes of that. And uh, and I worked with um, Nickelodeon, pr- producing some interstitials for them with puppets and and uh, different, you know, different companies in that part of the world, like out of Australia, there's a company called Zumu. I did a few uh, seasons of a show there doing puppets. And, and they created a lot of my own stuff because they don't have the same, especially in, in Asia, like Malaysia, Singapore, they don't have the same culture for puppetry that we have here. Because, you know, like in the UK, you've got a lot of, you know, kids shows throughout the decades that have had lots of puppetry and stuff. And of course, here you have Sesame Street and Jim Henson and all of that. And I mean, they know that's they know of that stuff, and they've seen that stuff, but it's just not ingrained in their culture like it is here. So it's just uh, puppetry is kind of a hard sell over there. So really, yeah. So I'm, I gotta I'm, ask you, what what sparked a fire in your ass to be like, I want to fucking do this. I want to be a puppeteer. Well, the the thing that got me on it first was when I was eight years old. My mm-hmm. favorite uncle gave me a ventriloquist dummy. And I'd always loved puppets, and I'd watch Sesame Street, and I'd watch, you know, um, Dusty's Treehouse, and uh, and Mr. Rogers, and and when I would watch these shows, <clears throat> there was just a real interest there. And but when I tried to get into ventriloquism, I was like, eh, this isn't for me. And um, and then I got involved uh, with a there was a troupe in my hometown, this woman who taught kids puppetry, and they would perform for, you know, old folks' homes and orphanages and stuff like that, and. Um, you had to be 12 to be in it. And I was so like, I, I wanted to do it so bad. I would bugger and bugger. And she was a friend of my mom's. Finally, she said, okay, okay. You can be in the darn group, you know? So I got in it I, and I was like 10 and everyone else was like 12 and up, but I loved it so much. And I was so into it, but you know, and within a few months I was making costumes and writing scripts and, you know, building sets and tearing puppets apart and rebuilding them and, you know, making them better. And, creating new patterns and I was doing all this crazy stuff and I was like 10, you know? And, um, and then she had a baby and the, the, and the group just kind of died away because she couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, screw this, man. I love this. So I, I just decided to do my own thing, created my own show, built my own puppets. And I started uh, performing for kids in the cancer ward in the hospital Very for cool. just free, just free shows, you know? And, um, and so that's that's really what got me started. And um, it, it was all it was like, you know, I, I guess when I was about 12 or something, I, or when I was about 11, I got this book called um, Of Muppets and Men. It was a, a book about Jim Henson and the Muppets. Oh, I thought and, that was like a Mumford and Sons album. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, but, but the thing was, is every time I would watch puppets on television, I always, it's like my little kid brain knew that there's a lot of stuff going on below you know underneath the camera and i just really was compelled by that and just wanted to learn more about it and so that's where my real love for becoming a puppeteer was sparked and uh and doing i could tell i could tell you put like a lot of animation and stuff so oh I yeah that's very important um the, the way you approach it and all because 
you, you have to make it feel like it's alive. You know, you have to make it feel like it's an actual character, not just you just shoving your hand up something and just trying to make it talk like Wayne tries to do to me. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's working now, isn't it? Wear a rubber yeah. glove, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you hit the nail on the head, dude. You hit the nail on the head because I've, you know, when I train people to use puppets, the first thing I ask him is, "What is a puppet? What is the what is your definition of a puppet?" And you know, you get a million different definitions, but the definition for me is an, a puppet is an inanimate object given the illusion of life. If it right. doesn't look like it's alive, if you're not making it look like it it has life within itself, then you're not doing your job as a puppeteer, exactly. as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's really, and that's why Jim Henson was so famous because oh. his puppets. You, you believed it, man. You believed that Ernie and Bert were real. You know, uh, you believed the cookie monster was really freaking eating those cookies and making a mess all over the place, you know? And uh, as a kid, you were mesmerized by that, and, and, and you connected with that, you know? And what do you mean as a kid? It, uh, I still am, man. Yeah, no, for yeah. real. Same, same. I was, we, I was literally telling him earlier, I was like, dude, I've always wanted to do something like that for, like, one of my videos. Yeah. And I considered getting it, like, get custom-made ones, everything else. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it looks so cool. Like, I really, I seriously, outside of you, even before even talking about you, I love that type of shit. Yes. I grew up on Sesame Street. And I think uh, one of my favorite things was uh, Kermit's um, just facial expressions. Oh, yeah. So well done. Oh, my yeah. favorite one, my favorite one is the, the 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 way he smushes his face in when, like, <laughs> like, that, like that oh shit look. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, yep. That's like one of my favorite things faces that i think a muppet can make because it does add so much instead of just yapping away you're actually not saying anything you're just looking at the the once again inanimate object coming right. to life look well, and you know what it you know what it's about it's about the little the little micro movements it's the little idiosyncrasies mm -hmm. that you give a puppet the little cock of the head you know you you can take a puppet that's eyes don't move they don't blink they don't do anything and you can get a lot of expression out of them just by those little micro yeah. movements that you incorporate into what the puppet's doing. Yeah, uh, my my wife, um, she uh, <laughs> she she kind of freaks out because I what I, I have a couple little small puppets here that I use for my son, you know, like playing around uh -huh. with him and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and she's like, every time you put, you know, because I've been playing with puppets since I was a little kid, and she's like, every every time you put one on, it looks like it's real. And it mm. fucking bothers me. I'm like, <laughs> well, but don't see that don't really bother you because that, <laughs> that means you're doing it right. Right. Yeah. I don't, that's what I'm saying. And that and people people ask me why I'm not a ventriloquist. And my answer to that is I learned when I was 13 years old that if I put a puppet on my hand and I'm entertaining a bunch of kids in a room and they're seeing me, but I've got the puppet on my hand. They're not paying attention that, to the puppet. That puppet come if that if I do it right, that puppet comes to life, and they're not looking right. at me anymore. They don't. They don't care they're who you are. Yeah, puppet. exactly. Yeah. Let me exactly. let me tell you a funny story, man. When I was a teenager, I worked at a camp, and uh, I these two friends of mine were they were Iranian twins, and they were like six foot four. The names were Farouk and Farhad, and they were these gigantic guys, man. And they were, I mean, they could kick your butt, you know. But they I were wish a guy would kick my ass. I feel like I deserve it sometimes. <laughs> Wait till well, later. The thing is, is I, I we we stayed in this bunkhouse, you know, because we were all staffers in this camp, and I had this little smartass puppet named George, and Farhad, the older of the twins, really loved that puppet. After we'd get done from work every day, he'd be like, "Dude, get your puppet, man! I just want to talk to your puppet." And so all my <laughs> friends would all my friends would gather around, and I'd get George, and you know, George is a smartass kind of guy. He talked like this, you know, and 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 one day it was so funny. We were sitting there. 
and my friends were sitting around and he and George were just talking about shit and they got in an argument and he was arguing with this puppet and he was getting pissed off. And, and you know, they were like, I don't remember what they're arguing about, but he was going back and forth with this puppet. And finally he goes, dude, you're just, man, you stupid, you freaking puppet, you're stupid. And he goes, I'm stupid, man. I'm not the one arguing with a freaking puppet, you know, and everyone's like, ah. <laughs> you know, it's like, he totally, he totally forgot the puppet wasn't real, man. That's he's awesome, like, dude. He's off, man, arguing with this thing. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, like, I, I just started getting my son into, uh, like, he's actually, I've been trying to get him into, like, the Muppets and, and things like that. He's only five, but he's actually now, yeah. he's more focused on the Muppets. Like, he'll watch the movies and sing the songs with me and stuff. So it's really cool. Um, I'm, I, I want to break him into, like, um, um, what is it, uh, Fraggle Rock, because I have, like, two seasons of that on dvd he can watch you know um i really jim henson was was a creator that was like just unbelievable one of the one of the best films that he's ever done was emmett otter's jug band christmas oh i love that show that fucking movie that movie just came out on dvd uh, not dvd uh blu-ray uh so if anybody out there has not seen it go get it and watch it it's one of the greatest like puppet films what? ever to be put out one of the greatest one of the greatest christmas shows I yeah mean, it's just yeah it's just a, a wonderful little show man yeah fu- forget about the uh what is it the muppets christmas carol because that ain't got shit on on emmett otters man emmett otters will make yeah. you cry oh, no. and it also has a death metal band out there for all you metal guys out there uh the, the um uh, what was it uh oh god what's the what's the bad guys bands called um the River Bottom Nightmare Band. Oh, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> the bear's like, River Bottom Nightmare Band. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That was the greatest yeah, thing that's ever. that's a great show, man. I got to go back and watch it. I haven't watched it in probably 35 years. It's incredible. It's incredible. I love it. But um, let me let me tell you a, a, a fun Jim Henson story. Oh, yeah, because, shoot. Go ahead, man. Not fun, but I mean, because you were asking me how I got started. And back when I was doing shows in the hospitals, I was doing my some of my own characters, but I was also doing. Um, I used some sound, some songs from the soundtrack, the Muppet movie. Nice. And I had taken a, I had taken a Kermit puppet and put him on a log and had him play a banjo and sing the Rainbow Connection and stuff. Oh, that's great. And I was, so I was doing a few. I was, and I was only thirteen. I was, I was using oh, wow. a couple of the Muppet characters you could buy at the store in my show. And then people started asking me to do birthday parties because I was doing the hospital shows for free. And well, yeah, 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 asking yeah, me to do Birthday parties and stuff like that. And even at 13, I started to realize, you know, if people are paying me to come do their kid's birthday party and I'm using Muppets, that's not right. I don't own the Muppets. I shouldn't be making money off the Muppets. So I decided I, I had a friend who was uh, she was into like um, fan clubs for like actors, you know, and famous yeah. people and stuff. She got me Jim. The, she got me the the address for Henson Associates in New York, Whoa. and I wrote a letter to Jim Henson when I was thirteen. I sent him pictures of the puppets that I'd made, and uh, basically just said, "Hey, Mr. Henson, can I get permission to use your Muppets because I do these shows in the hospital and blah blah blah." And um, much to my surprise, he wrote me back. What? And he, yeah, dude, I was like fourteen years old. He wrote me back. And he 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 told me that he had shown he had shown the pictures of my puppets to some of the people you know in his workshop that made the Muppets and and he encouraged me. He said, "Look, I can't give you permission to use Muppets in your show, but I encourage you to create your own stuff and just make your own little you know your own world of of characters and uh, and you know keep going." And I was so um, 
encouraged by that. Uh, but I, I mean, it was like my freaking dream come true. My hero so. had actually written me a letter back. Yeah. And uh, I kept that letter in a scrapbook for years and years. And I, I've long since lost it because I've moved like a bazillion times in my life. But, um, but the cool thing is, after that, as I got older, like when I was 14, 15, 16, I would write periodically. I'd write them and say, dude, I'll sweep the freaking floors in the studio if you'll let me be an apprentice on the Muppet Show or, you know. And he wrote me back a couple more times, and he was and he was like, you know, we don't have a program like that, but we'll you know we'll keep your contacts and we'll keep you in mind if something you know. When I was 19 years old, I got a letter from Henson Associates inviting me to audition for the new Muppets Muppet series, which I think was Muppets Tonight. Wow, what the? Fuck? So I was like, well, yeah, and I, so I was like, dude, you know, little farm boy from Texas. I'm thinking, <laughs> do I, am I really going to go to New York? It scared the hell out of me, the prospect of going to New York. And, um, and so I was kind of contemplating what I wanted to do. And then I was invited to go with a team of artists on a cultural exchange tour to China. So it, became a, it basically became a decision, go to New York or go on this tour and tour China. And I decided to tour China. And I've kind of regretted that I didn't get involved with the Muppets, you know, back then. Of course, it was just an audition. Who knows? I may or may or may not have made the audition. But I did go to China, and I did uh, spend like four months touring around China, performing a show that I produced with a group of artists. And that opened a door to go to Egypt and work in children's television in Egypt for a year and a half, and then to the Ukraine and worked. So I've, I've lived all over the world because of the decisions I've made as a puppeteer slash entertainer, and I wouldn't trade those for anything. But that letter from Jim Henson was the spark that really propelled me on my, you know, my path to follow my dreams. Basically. I guess so, dude. That's like one of the coolest like things to get in the mail is like some, somebody you were like idolized. Hey, here you go. I'm oh, going to yeah, mail I just, you. Like I said, it was in my scrapbook. I was like, I worshiped that scrapbook for the longest time. <laughs> <clears throat> like um, when we, you know, when we message people to be on the show and stuff and, and I message a lot of people. You know, I'll 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 not I'll not lie to anyone right now is uh I will sit there and at my on my lunch break at work and probably message a good, you know, 20 30 people and I might get one response from those. And late and but what the thing is is they everybody gets those emails and then like a month later I'll get like two from people I had no idea like they would ever say okay to being on the show and they're like yeah sure we'd love to and i'm like holy shit all right <laughs> you know <laughs> so it, it's really cool well, so when you get especially like because like, you messaged me on on i think it was on facebook messenger yeah, yeah i gotta tell you i get a lot of weird messages from a lot of freaks <laughs> on there man so i'm like i'm like sifting through you know women I mean, in asia looking for a husband to you know who, who knows what the hell kind of people you know, well people i wasn't looking for a husband bitcoin all kinds of crap well, I'm from yeah. Singapore, and I'm looking for a husband. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I can I tell you guys another funny story? Yeah, dude. Sorry, yeah, it, just, it popped yeah. in my head because it, it's hilarious. I call this I call this like the the day puppet saved my life. Um, this really happened too. I was I was again I was a teenager and I was uh, so into puppets. But my parents took me on a trip during the summer in a Winnebago from Texas to California to go and see the Muppets on display in a in a museum. Oh, that's cool. And and I had taken a couple of my puppets with me that I had built, and I was you know just playing with them. My cousin was with me, you know, and on the trip, 
So anyway, we went and we had this trip and we went all over. We went to we went to Las Vegas. We went all over the place. And on our way back to Texas, we're driving through Arizona. Now, this is in the mid-70s, okay? I'm probably quite older than you guys. <laughs> so we're driving through the Arizona desert. And my parents are, you know, driving this Winnebago. And they look in the rearview mirror and this huge mob of Hell's Angels on bikes, on motorcycles, are coming up behind us. Oh, shit. Now, back back in those days, you didn't want to encounter the Hell's Angels on no. a freaking highway in the middle of the desert. And so my parents were a little, you know, weirded out. They're like, what the heck, man? We got, you know, 50 or 60 Hell's Angels coming up behind us. All of a sudden, these Hell's Angels come zooming by, man. You know, zooming. And, and the thing is, they're zooming by the Winnebago, and they're looking up at my parents, and they're like doing peace signs and thumbs up and smiling and waving. And my parents are like, these are freaking Hell's Angels. What the hell are they <laughs> waving at us for and doing peace signs and crap? And, and they were like gobsmacked, dude. And also all these Hells Angels, boom, boom, they all zoom by, smiling and waving. And my mom's like, something's going on. And she gets up, goes to the back of the Winnebago, and here I am in the back window of the Winnebago doing a puppet show. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so these Hells Angels are, like, riding up on this Winnebago with, like, this funny puppet in the window, like, waving at them and shit. Oh, it's hilarious, man. Dude, that's My great. dad still talks about that story. <laughs> but who knows? That I've not been doing a puppet show, we might have gotten pulled over and killed or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you never know, dude. Because that was a wild time, man. Those guys were not people to be fucked with. No, not at all, man. Especially in, like, the mid-70s. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by the yeah, way, right, I don't think you're that much older than I am. You're probably older than Josh. but I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I'm the baby here, definitely. Yeah, yeah he's definitely the baby. Okay. Uh, my my birthday's actually Monday. I I turned forty six on Monday. So, are you serious? Yeah, I yeah. turned I turned fifty five last Monday. All right. Well, happy birthday, man. <laughs> thank you. Happy birthday to you, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank another, you. Another January, baby. That's it, man. That's it. Josh, when's your birthday? Uh, July twenty second. Yeah, no one cares. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, come on, man. You yeah, whatever. 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 I've been dude, I've been nice and quiet this entire time and here I am getting attacked, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Josh. Did I hurt you? I feelings? was gonna let you work me like a fucking puppet after all this talk, you know? Like, <laughs> it got you all excited. I was gonna call you Jim for a little bit, you know, everything. You know, Do it whatever, to me, Jim. It Do it to me, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fist me like Kermit. <laughs> oh God, you you said you're on episode three hundred and something of this show, huh? Six hundred. Uh, yeah. Oh, six hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're almost wow, to six six six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is not six six six, but we're almost there. Yeah. Okay, good. With the word God in the in the name of the title, that yeah. fits so perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Well, did did he tell you that when he approached me about doing the show, I was like, yeah, sounds like fun, but dude, if it's like some kind of religious show, I don't think I'm interested. <laughs> like, nope, not nah, nah, not name. even close. From the name, a, yeah. Maybe yeah. he said you guys were like metalheads or something. So yeah, I'm yeah, interested. we're you know we're most of us we're, we're we live our life. Um, like our our thing is basically to live your life. Um, metal basically that means. To just not give a fuck, keep going what you're doing, and, and just keep straight. You know, no matter what anybody tells you, don't don't back down. Always. It's so weird. Always I stay got like positive. a different definition from metal. I just thought you have to have your hair really long, wear camo shorts, and smell like body odor. <laughs> well, no, that's why we say keep it metal. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It's it, it's our it's our version of what we call it. You know, it's not supposed to say that we're a metal show. I mean, we do listen to metal music, most of us. Uh, not, but that's not what we only listen to and that's not what we only talk about on the show you know 
Candlebox is metal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because mm-hmm. that's my favorite band. That's all I listen to. That, you know, that and Limp Bizkit. Oh, God. <laughs> Two of my favorites. <laughs> well, it just so, sounded like you guys have been doing this a while. That's why I was asking oh, yeah. how many episodes in you yeah, um, the I think it's going on close to ten years. Uh, nine, nine and something right now. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, we'll be doing it for a long time, and uh, we're you know hopefully once we get to um, season ten, uh, we'll be famous. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Season ten, huh? Yeah. So, so uh, how many how many episodes in a season? If you've got six hundred episodes, well, think about it. Like right. So we 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 do we round about do about uh thirteen a month. Okay. So you know it's three it's three a week usually. I suck at math, so don't ask me, man. I don't know. I it's a lot. Dude, we're from New Orleans. We suck at math too. I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have to like. We're think like a about step it. up from uh, Mississippi. That's about it. You know. We we don't because we don't keep it in the the wreck family. We keep it in like the second line of family. You know, like we, we're a little <laughs> bit better than that. Roughly, that's we do about 140 episodes a year. Okay, and that's, that's give cool. and that's give or take the different stuff that we do too. Because we also have uh, stuff that we do called uh, MHOG shorts, which are just like 10 minute segments that we talk about one one little topic and run off at the mouth. Uh, we have. Um, just different things like we've done uh specials where uh uh our my other co-host uh rum he he does like dj stuff and puts down like um uh, tracks like music tracks for like holidays and for everybody to download for their parties and stuff like oh, just party cool. stuff yeah so we do all kind of shit it's not just you know our podcast uh stuff <clears throat> yeah but this this is the i mean this is definitely one of the fun parts of what you do, I'm sure, because oh, yeah. talking to a lot of different people and just hearing a lot of weird crap that it's, they go through and what they've it, done. And, and, you know, it's great like because you wouldn't believe the things people will open up and tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I can you imagine. know, like there was, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but there was a gentleman that was on American Horror Story that at, uh, uh, was on, and uh, he mentioned another actress that he had worked with, a very famous actress from the show, and mentioned... Um, her boobs and things about it. And he had the, he, he was getting drunk while he was on the show. So he was like, he hit me up the next day. He goes, dude, do me a favor. Can you cut that second, that segment out where I was talking about so-and-so's boobs? He said, because I really would like to work in the industry again. <laughs> I was like, you, you got to be careful. Dude. I was like, no problem, dude. You got it. You know, I got your back. And then, um, I still okay, have man, I appreciate you. You're the tits, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I still have that segment and you know, I I you know, we cut it out for the actual one that's, you know, on the for anybody to listen to, but I have the um the original audio, which is funny. So yeah, I got... ever, if you never ever need a favor from him in the you know in the future, you can always remind <laughs> him that you still got that bitch. You know? Hey man, you remember when you were talking about so and so's tits? I still got that. <laughs> I still got it. So what you're going to say is that you're going to give me a hundred dollars worth of fucking merchandise. Is that correct? Yeah. That's, that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I want. That's all I want. Son of a bitch. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, so, I would, no I'd never do something like that, but yeah. So Brian, yes. uh, you, you mentioned George earlier as one of your puppets. 
what is your absolute favorite one out of your entire uh, catalog? Well, I don't, I don't actually have George anymore. He's, he's uh, long since been uh, retired. Rest in peace. But, um, yeah, rest in pieces actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would say I, I have, I have quite a few characters now that I use. I, I, I um, if you'll visit my TikTok, dude, tick, I'll tell you, tell you something, man. TikTok has been a lifesaver for me through this COVID crap. Because when COVID hit, when I came back to the States a year ago and COVID hit, you know, I had auditions lined up. I had, you know, all kinds, all kinds of opportunities that I was, that I was pursuing that all went down the freaking toilet. And, um, and so as a puppeteer, I was like, crap, you know, I mean, this is like, I love doing this. What am I, you know, what am I going to do? Because right. You know the industries are dead now. There's no no live performances going on. There's none of this kind of stuff, at least at the moment. And um, and I found TikTok. Now I knew about TikTok, and I had kind of you know put off getting on it because I've been like you know not another freaking social media thing. But um, it's been a lifesaver for me, man. I've got I've almost got four thousand followers now. I've been on since um, I guess probably eight months. I've been on maybe, and um, I love it. And some of my characters have gotten very popular on there. I have one one dog character named Julius Caesar. <laughs> That's who, awesome. Um, yeah, Julius Caesar. He he's he's really adorable. Now all my stuff, because you know my background and, and the stuff I've done was mostly kid friendly and family friendly. So I, right. on TikTok I keep it family friendly. Um, but Julius Caesar's just this adorable, lovable dog, who um, is very flamboyant um, and is very friendly does a lot of you know upbeat kind of um you know talk does things that that are encouraging to people and shout outs for people and stuff like that but i have a character named gobby who's like a little gremlin and he's like the wacky kind of uh manic kind of character oh like uh, wayne on yeah. The show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely and he's got he's a he's a gremlin <laughs> with big ears you guys should check it out i'm zim zam puppet man on on tiktok oh yeah that's yeah. Z- Z I M Z A M, Puppet Man, and uh, same as my Facebook that you that right you friended. right right, <clears throat> and uh, so you'll see a lot of my stuff. I just do silly silly crap on there, man. I find, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with TikTok, but it's really cool. My wife my wife doesn't cool. get off of it, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty familiar. Oh really? With it. Yeah, really? That, that's where she lives. <laughs> she loves it. That's where she lives. Oh, dude, I gotta give her so that's, much shit for that. That's <laughs> where she lives. <laughs> yep. Well, dude, it's, I'm uh, telling you, look how funny. I love her to death, it. man, but, you know, she, that's, her, that's what she does uh, when she's, you know, like, we're getting ready for bed or whatever. She'll watch TikTok, and I'm just like, I can't do it. Well, there's, no. a, thing, there's a thing about TikTok, and it's kind of an inside inside joke with TikTokers, and you'll even see TikToks about it, but that's the whole thing of, have you ever gotten on TikTok for a few minutes, and five hours later, you know, I'm right. just like, it's, it's addictive, man. Right. You get on there and you start scrolling through people's stuff, and some of it's just freaking well, hilarious. Well, it's basically what Vine was, but, like, mm-hmm. it's super more, it's way more popular than Vine ever was. I guess that's why Vine died. Yeah, I like, never I never even tried Vine. I've heard of it, and I knew people that were that had it, but I never personally got the, on the, it. The podcast actually had it for, like, a week, and then we're like, mm. I'm not fucking with this, you know. We just because it, it was it was towards the end of Vine, like it was dying. So we're like, why are we even trying, you know? And then uh, we have not yet delved into the TikTok thing, but uh, we're thinking about doing it just for uh, viewership, you know. 
Dude, you should. You really should. You really should. It's it's great. It's fun. It's great. You can be as creative as hell on it. You know, you can do anything from original content that you want to create to finding one of your favorite funny, you know, audio clips and either lip syncing to it or like with me, I I, I perform puppets to lots of different audio clips. <laughs> nice. Um, and and as far as the editing abilities, dude, there's so many cool filters and just amazing things that you can edit your videos with, and it's just, it's really cool. It's so much fun. I probably do at least two or three TikToks a day. Wow. You know, okay. When I have free time, yeah, yeah. When I have free time, I'll just, I'll I'll just find I'll see one that's really funny. The audio is really funny, and the in the TikTok itself may really suck, but it's like the audio is really funny, so you can like you can save the audio from any TikTok you find and put it in your little library of favorite audios and then go back to it anytime you want. Click on it, boom, let's make a video and use it to make a video. It's just it's so much fun. That's so cool. much fun. I don't know. We are going to we're going to mess with it, man, I'm sure. I just have yet to uh uh get into it, I guess. Uh, cuz I, I gave my wife so much shit about it. So I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to <laughs> get into that right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know how that is, right? So now if you start doing it, she's going to be like, I told you. It's like, yeah, I told you so. I think my favorite thing is the fact that you said that, you know, you're you're in your 50s and you chose to make it kid-friendly. Well, I have my nieces that are eight-year-old, like, twerking their ass to, like, some of the most gangster-fied fucking music on yeah. there. I think, I've, I think I've ever seen. Because they're like, look, Uncle Josh. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing this for? Stop. Like, Don't this, do that. Yeah. 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 That's like that's like when Netflix released whatever the hell the cuties or whatever it was was the fucking gross. like uh, gross some there was some Netflix movie or documentary about uh, little girls twerking contests and I'm like oh, you guys God. really thought this was a good idea like that's yeah. that's the worst thing French you could have ever done dude. fucking like, French people do they think <laughs> armpit hair is a really good idea that's true. <laughs> Did, are you saying French people invented twerking? I don't know, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I does anybody I really know the origin of it? Let's, <laughs> let's look nah, up Wikipedia. Idea, some origin. someone, some woman, or some some chick had a, I don't know, had a cockroach crawl up her pants and she started dancing like that. Yeah, started freaking out and that became Yo, a thing. Get the fuck out! Check this out. You ready? All right. Oh, right, you got it. You got it. Okay. Okay. Here we go. All right. The origins of twerking can be traced to Cote d'Ivoire. I mean, I may be fucking butchering that. In West Africa, where oh, a okay. similar style of dance known as the Mapuka dance <laughs> okay. was now, originated. That makes sense. That makes but, sense. I can see them, you know, I can see some tribal situation going on with people dancing and doing that kind of stuff. I, I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, the tribal women are hella thick, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you go to Ethiopia, then they're hella skinny. Right. Oh, God. Why? I didn't right. say that. I didn't yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> Brian wants nothing to do with that at all. <laughs> that cut him out of this whole thing. Just pretend we did it after. Oh, that's okay, man. That's okay. Oh, man, man, man. Well, Brian, is there um, any other, uh, like your websites and stuff like that you want to tell these people out here so they can go look at your stuff? Well, just, you know, I mean, if they're, if they're interested in, uh, in finding out what I'm doing, check me out, Zimzam Puppet Man on Facebook. Um, I'm working with a friend of mine right now. Because, you know, I, I did a lot of video and TV stuff in Asia, but before that I did a lot of live shows. So my dream, and I guess my real focus now, is getting back into live stuff. And I know that at some point, COVID has to be a thing of the past. Fucking and hope so. And life, life has to get back to normal. 
Yeah. So me and me and my friend is uh, I have a friend that's named Sean Ayers who's also a puppeteer. We've basically come together and decided we are going to design and produce a live show for like the fairs and festivals, something we can tour with all over the United States once things, you know, settle down. Well, probably we're going to try to maybe start touring in October, but nice. if, if that doesn't work, it'll be the beginning of 2022. But we're doing a show called the the Bizarro World of Doc Gompers, and it's uh, basically this old explorer character who's, who has a friend who's an alien, and 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 Julius Caesar's his dog, and he he's created a couple of clones who are kind of the comedy relief, and and they're on the stage doing you know fixing crap, and you know, and and it's funny because one of the clones dies in every show, <laughs> and then the other the other one goes and hits a button on this this machine, and out pops another clone, you know, That's the same good. character. And he's like wrapped up in in saran wrap and shit, but anyway, um, <laughs> so so it's all these wacky characters and and uh, and we're gonna we have a show we're we've, we're actually producing right now called Space Rocks because we we really want to educate to educate kids about things you know science and interesting things like that, but also oh my god, I thought it was like a thing on drugs like <laughs> don't try meth and crack kids you know? no 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 we're not gonna get into that. But it, for me, it's important, you know, in the world we live in, you just don't find enough, enough, um, Posit positivity, positivity. Thank you. You know, yeah. teaching kids things like, you know, bullying is not okay. You know, um, you know, you know, like be, be nice to people, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. You know, what I call social values. And uh, so those are the kinds of things we want to instill in the show we're doing, but make the shows fun, make them entertaining, make them wacky. And so, yeah, uh, yeah we're working on that. We're actually doing, um, I, I think I sent you a link to yes. a Facebook fundraiser. You did. We're putting our first show together that we plan to start touring in October. And uh, we can use any, all the help we can get, man, because we're kind of piecemealing this thing together, trying to produce it and get it up and running. We've got all our puppet builder, our puppet characters built. We're working on you. I've got our stage designs. We're working on putting the stage together, getting sound system stuff together. At a fundraiser, it'll be running until January 31st. Okay. So if anybody wants to help us out, man, check it out. Um, even if you just share it, you know, that's anything. You know? Do me do me a favor, we, uh, resend resend that to me on uh, Facebook Messenger later. And sure uh, what I'll sure. do is I will actually post it up on our uh, not only my personal but um, our. Uh, podcast uh sites because we got like five or six different ones i can post up so very cool thanks so much yeah. and our website our website will be going live on february 1st and our website is going to be the bizarro world of doc gompers.com and bizarro is b-i-z-z-a-r-o so uh it's spelled weird weirdly <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll give you that link as well yeah please but please. the site the site won't be official until february 1st but, man, um, I'm, I'm super. But yeah, man. Thanks. I really you. appreciate you guys allowing me to uh, to plug that stuff because that's, uh, that's my passion right now. Of We're course, trying to man. Get, trying to get it up and running. So, uh, look, Dude, I I respect that and love that like 100. Yep. percent Like like all jokes aside and all the stupid shit I've said during this entire podcast, I love the fact that you're actually making an effort to create positivity in a world that's full of negativity. Hell yeah. And and I mean like it's it's overwhelming. Like I mean Wayne Wayne and I are in the same social media circle. And it and it just it gets very exhausting with politics and everything oh, else, God. and, it's, and it, like just just being self righteous, virtual signaling, and, and just people just forget sometimes. Like yo, we're different for a reason. That what creates uh, individuality, but also respect. 
you know, well, people's opinions and, and how they are, as long as they're not being like violent, you know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I see. And, and the thing is, is I'm very passionate about the fact that I believe kids need to be taught that things like morality, you mm -hmm. religion is not a prerequisite to morality. No, a, then you can be a moral, wonderful, amazing person. You could be an atheist. You could be a Christian. You could be a Muslim. You could be whatever. You could be purple, black, white, red, yellow. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter if you're gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. It doesn't matter who you are, but you 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 deserve to be loved and treated with respect. And kids oh, need yeah. to learn that because so many because kids, you know, you put you put two little toddlers in a room together from different or put a whole group of toddlers in a room together from different cultures all over the world. They have fun, they play, and they love each other. There's yep. no there's no bias, there's no prejudice, there's no bigotry, there's there's no racism, there's none of that stuff. It's taught to them. Yep, and that's what that's what I want to do is make make the world a better place by reaching out to kids and entertaining them with content that teaches them some good stuff. Yeah, that's just by basically what just I'm by doing. looking at my 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 son and and the you know like my son will go and hang out with anybody, he'll play with anybody. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. he Mookie's, Mookie's very sweet. He yeah. is like the most, you know, he's like a small me as in mm -hmm. like as a uh, outgoing, you know? Like he'll He'll talk to anybody. He wants to be everybody's friend, you know, and he, he kind of when when kids aren't nice to him, he's always like, why are they so mean? I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. I'm like, dude, yeah, look, it it's... doesn't compute in his in his little brain. It's like, I'm nice. Everyone should be nice. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, and that's dude, really how it should be, you, know? you just got to understand, man, they're different people. It's not just don't worry about that person. If that person doesn't want to be your friend, man, it's OK. You got well, millions of other people out there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to say something earlier, too, because you mentioned that you guys are in, in uh, New Orleans. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Dude, are you both, like, born and raised in New Orleans? Yes, I am. Yes. Dude, yes. I got to tell you, man, because our our first puppet tour may go right through that area. I'd love to meet up with you guys. Well, look. My when... mom is my mom is a, was a coon ass through and through, man. Yeah. Uh, she, I have relatives in New Orleans. I, I You know, my mom was Cajun to the max and i grew up eating gumbo and jambalaya and all that great stuff <laughs> dude and, and, and i cannot wait after 20 years living out of america i can't wait to get back to new orleans hey look i can tell so you I one thing man look you you guys tell me when it's coming through and anything and i guarantee it will be there for sure and on top of that if yeah, same. if we could do anything with helping you book it somewhere let me know Cause heck yeah, man. Cause Absolutely. we, we do book shows and do things like that too. You know, it's mostly bands and stuff, but you know, yeah. I've, I've done comedy stuff and, and things like that. So, I mean, same with, same with me. And I, I will say this, even as much as I load Wayne on the show, I actually love him outside <laughs> of the show. Um, but he's really good at helping me find places. Like even when speaking of comedy, even when I did comedy, he really did help me out with that a lot. And I also know a lot of places on top of him, to where you can possibly go perform and like do things for kids and yeah whatever else man I, we 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 well, have stretched ourselves thin in the 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 new orleans scene yeah and, dude. You know, anything we can help you out man that we is that it. is awesome because the, the the way things are now i mean my my uh my partner sean is is in florida and i'm in texas and so what we want to do is is a a tour that either starts in texas depending on the the fair seasons and stuff whether it starts in Texas and moves over to Florida or starts in Florida or moves over to Texas, either way, we're going to be going through Louisiana. So right, I mean, right. that's why I'm saying I, I, I will not go through Louisiana without going to New Orleans. <laughs> good, no way. good. Hell so, yeah. Uh, 
And yeah, so and I'm, I'm if you if you guys want to go through um, uh, North Carolina and uh, also um, possibly Savannah, Georgia, oh, yeah. uh, Justin, uh, the rum guy who's our, our on here as uh, my main co-host, um, he lives in North Carolina now, but he's also lived in savannah georgia and he's also got connections and all that down there too so we we we've got you covered somewhere i guarantee you we that's can awesome, we can help man. you guys that's out awesome. with something man so oh dude hey, from by, texas by, texas by the way speak speaking of that part of the u.s and puppetry mm-hmm. um if you if you guys ever make it to atlanta georgia go to the center for puppetry arts i used to work there i was a puppeteer there a puppet oh, nice. builder there that place is like a, it, well, it used to be. Now with COVID, I don't know what the hell's going on over there, but, but I'm sure they'll get their, their stuff back to normal too. But that place is one of the best museums of everything puppet, everything from Wayland Flowers and Madam to Sesame Street. Wow. And they and the Dark Crystal, uh, Labyrinth, all those all those puppets on display. It's a, an amazing museum. And they have three, well, they used to have three studios that ran or stop thought studio sorry theaters that ran year long or year round and they would have like a big one and they would do show after show after show so there's always shows going on there and it's an amazing museum of course check them out you know post or yeah, right, post right. COVID. but uh but yeah if you ever if you're ever in atlanta georgia dude that is one of the places you've got to go yeah i've never even heard of it i'm definitely gonna have to you can do me a favor and send me a link to that too or just remind okay. me of what it is and i'll, I'll go check well, it out it's, it's yeah it's a center for puppetry arts but yeah I'll, I'll i'll either give you the name or send you a link or yeah something. that'll be perfect man well brian man it was awesome sitting out talking to you dude it was great we had a good time yeah i i enjoyed it man i mean the hours flown by i know <laughs> uh look I'm, I'm gonna say this now. If you're you're more than welcome to come back on the show whenever you know you're you're, you're definitely so you're definitely welcome back on. Um, uh, but yeah, so go and check out this man's stuff. Go to TikTok like everybody else does in the world, um, except for me and uh, Josh. Yeah, follow me. Follow me on TikTok. Help me <laughs> get the... over four thousand, man. I'm like what? at nine. I'm at like at nine thousand nine hundred and ninety. Oh shit, ninety or something. Help me get over four thousand. Follow me on TikTok. I'll get my nieces to do it. I fucking I hate TikTok. <laughs> well, that's what I said. I wa- you need to do it. I wasn't in. Dude, I wasn't insulting say, you, man. You say you hate TikTok. Get wait till you're on it for ten minutes, man. You won't say that anymore. Oh my God, don't tip me. The problem. The problem is doubles work. Okay. <laughs> this is like Metal Hand of God show. Okay. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect, man. The Metalhead of God channel on TikTok, man. That's it. There's everything on there, man. We got to do it. We're gonna do it, and and it, and I'm gonna get Josh to headline it. Like that's there you, you go, man. Man, I'm not praising Jesus, but I will be praising Jesus if you know what I'm saying. Original <laughs> flavor only, baby. No jalapeno. Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh my oh, God. Oh God. Well, anyway, man, thank you for joining us. Um, I was your host, Wayne. And I am the side motherfucker named Jablion, a.k.a. Josh. And that young man was? It's your turn. Brian? There you go. And... He's like, is it... Me, Brian? Me speak? Brian? Me, Brian. Me, me... Yeah, I think that's my name. Thanks. Brian, I mean, if you need me to shove it up there and help you talk, brother, just Thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining us. And remember to keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it.
this is Saul Borg Destructo, and you're listening to MHOJG Podcast. God damn, it's a mouthful. Ah! Are you, are you parting with such sweet sorrows? Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>